Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. We are joined by Joe Geruso, Councilman New Orleans District A. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Noel. Joe, I understand there's a happenstance that's going on almost every weekend in the Carrollton area uh, that's very troubling. Tell us about it. Well, it's it's been an issue, Newell, for a long time. I, I was on your show maybe a month ago talking about it. It started off as a parking enforcement issue on Carrollton between Canal Street and Bienville. And then slowly over time, because the parking issues weren't tended to, it kind of became other issues as well, ranging from people congregating in the middle of the street so nobody can pass by. There were um, ATVs being ridden, uh, I think, two weekends ago uh, right in the middle of the street, high range. We discussed you had horses that came from another event that urinated and defecated both in the street and on the neutral grounds. And and my frustration, bottom line, is I understand to a degree New Orleans is a laissez-faire city, but laissez-faire does not mean no no enforcement at all. And we have to be in a position where we look at things that affect residents, businesses, quality of life, this is a commercial area that really is next to a residential one that so many people use. And it's just clear to me that if you are sending a signal to people that we're going to look the other way on enforcement, then people will continue their conduct, number one. And, and Noel, number two, sometimes I really can't understand. I've watched departments dig in their heels over small little minor matters and make them mountains. And then sometimes you have mountains, they make molehills. And this is something, particularly with Mardi Gras coming up, and we know this area has endymion. We don't want anybody to be hurt. We want there to be maximum fun and safety for all of our residents, that there has to be a coordinated effort. And, and that means looking at all tools that you have available to try and take action. Joe, there has to be something driving this activity. Is there a particular business in the area that's driving this? I mean, they they just didn't pick the 100 block in North Carrollton. Right. Yeah, it, it is a particular business that seems to be the primary problem and then a secondary one across the street. Um, and, and again, this, this shouldn't be any issue. But unfortunately, the way this is drawn right here is half of – the street in 100 block North Carrollton's in the third district, and the other half is in the first district. So 
you, you sometimes have to call one district and not the other or both depending on what's happening. But my bottom line is, and, and I think this is where you're headed, is we've, we've sort of have tissed, tissed and put our finger at somebody, and now it's time to take that next step. So I met with the business owners for about an hour and a half on Friday listen to them. And then I also met with the city attorney's office who I asked them to send a letter um, and, and start moving the process for a petition to take action on on any alcohol beverage outlet license necessary. I've, I'm just tired of having to deal with this and the fact that it affects so many of our neighbors. And the bottom line is you want to affect somebody the most, you hit them in the pocketbook, and that tends to change conduct. So the city attorney is supposed to be working right now on on violations. The neighbors are helping us gather all of those and trying to make a case. And I think I think the best way to do this in, in this case is because people make their money through the alcohol sales, as you well know. If you don't have a license to do that or your license is impinged in some way, then it's going to create kind of the results that we're looking for. Why is there a lack of will relative to enforcement? <sighs> I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I, what I don't, again, this speaks to the thing I said earlier, is sometimes I've seen the city zealously try and enforce things that seem like such minor issues and, and uh, does not make sense to me. And then other times where you know people are watching, there is a, a group of both businesses and residents who are highly concerned about this, and it's been persistent for such a long period of time. Time, it needs to take an you need to take a strong approach. The other thing I worry about too sometimes in fairness is when you have these issues that are a little bit NOPD, a little bit Department of Public Works, a little bit safety and permits, a little bit parking enforcement. I think sometimes in a little bit the law department, a little bit alcohol beverage outlet, people look at each other. What are you doing? And my hope is um, that there is a more coordinated effort, a multidisciplinary approach. And like I said, with Mardi Gras approaching, I think really very strong enforcement and eyes in this area and making sure things run smoothly. Well, we do know that the city's capable of doing that, right? I mean, last year they did the thing on the Mardi Gras routes. They just announced, again, a cooperation amongst all of those uh, uh, part units of city government that they're going to do it again in advance of this Mardi Gras parade season. And when there's a will, there's a way, obviously. But, you know, I mean, it's a matter of priority. Uh, it's it's a matter of priority, and, and I'll say it now for the third time. From my vantage point, after six years, I've watched the city hit the sweet spot on issues and address things exactly the way they ought to be. I've watched them sometimes, in my view, take things that are big and, and to me, be um, either too aggressive or too conservative with them when they require more. And, and on the same time, I've seen it go the other way. And, and again, what I want is – I want people to have a good time. I know when people go to New Orleans, um, it, it is relaxed and we're, we're different than other cities. But at the same time, we can't be in a no enforcement area or showing preferential treatment to certain people either and letting them think uh, for whatever reason they can get away with doing something when they shouldn't be. Let me ask you something. I hear this. We're different from other cities all the time. I, I, I'm, 
it's wearing thin on me. I mean, I think it's one of the most overused terms of art that there is, that we're different from other cities, because actually we're not (laughs) that different from other cities. I mean, we have the laws on the books. Every other city has the law on the books. It's just we don't enforce them. I mean, we've we've already expressed our desire of what we want to see in our community by having the legislative branch pass these laws, these ordinances, right? Um, Has there been a change of heart? You know, I, I ask this question all the time. Is there a this is our culture committee somewhere that's saying that, you know, this is our culture now, so this trumps any ordinance that we have? I mean, I... I, I'm completely mystified as to how this works. I, I I get frustrated too about how it works. Let me let me take a step back for in a different perspective. So sometimes I hear, well, if you're rich, you know how to break rules and skirt systems in the city of New Orleans and bend things to your will and make things happen for you. And then I hear, well, if you're poor. You can do the same thing by by saying I have poverty and necessitous circumstances, therefore I can't do it. Where I am is and, – and where I try to be is be consistent and call balls and strikes and enforce things fairly no matter if it's in – the middle of Mid-City, Central City, Gentilly, New Orleans East, Lakeview, it doesn't matter. And the bottom line is this part of the city is not in a heavily commercial area where you might expect some people milling around. Like think about before Saints games, you have people who break the rules all the time by crossing the middle of the street where they're not supposed to. Okay, because you're right next to a big venue. But at the same time, we should not be, and I want to be very clear about this, and we're going to turn our head the other way, and we're going to allow things to either be bad or say to people that it's okay not to have enforcement. It's not. And the the bottom line is my concern, we are both sending a bad signal to people outside the city. That's my secondary concern. But if you have people who are coming here from Metairie or Mandeville or St. Charles Parish, you they, they need to have a good feeling about how the city's run and operated. But first and most importantly, you also need people to feel like I'm fine going down Elysian Field, St. Claude, Carrollton Avenue, and making sure that I'm not going to have to worry about things not being enforced and, and being in the middle of a potential problem. Yeah, I mean, if everybody decided to have a block party on a particular day and no one went and got a permit, whether they poor, and the only, I guess what they're saying is, is if you're poor, you just have to circumvent the law. If you're rich, I assume they're saying that you're paying somebody off to look the other way. Um, but if everybody just did a block party on any given day that they wanted to and didn't have a, a permit, I mean, there would be hell to pay in the city. I mean, you know, this is yeah, that culture of noncompliance that I talk about all the time. Uh, people think I'm crazy when I talk about it, but it 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 meanders and weaves and and penetrates just about every every aspect of life in a city if you allow it. 
Well, and I think the other thing too, Newell, is in abstraction, sometimes people are okay with, oh, who cares if there's this event or this unsanctioned activity, but then when it affects them, that tends to change hearts and attitudes really quickly. And that's the message that I try and tell my neighbors or people who complain about certain things is I understand the desire to to live in a place that's fun and where we, we promote being able to have fun in a way that other cities do not. But at the same time, we, we are a city for our residents first and foremost, and that means that we have to do things to protect their interests. And I don't I don't want to be the if if you have the most minor thing, we're hauling you off to jail, and that's the end of you because that doesn't work. But at the same time, you have to be able to have a set of rules, as you've pointed out, that are on the books, that are clear, that are enforceable. And I also truly believe that if you send messages to three or four of the worst offenders, then word gets out about that too. And and that's been another one of the things I've I've, I've often pushed for is take whatever the issue is, take code enforcement. Why don't you go after the 25 most blighted properties? Go after the people who have the worst safety and permit issues and make sure that they're dealing with it. If you have people who aren't paying their people correctly, go after the worst 10 offenders. And I think if you kind of use your resources in a way that show that you're you're doing your best to rein in where it's happening, hopefully you can prevent or make people think twice about not doing it. But you're right. If you if you have a it, – it's not – again, I'm going to use laissez-faire again. It's not laissez-faire, but it's no enforcement at all, then people are going to think the rules never apply to them and worse, that there are no rules. Well, human nature is you take the path of least resistance, right? And when, yes. when you, if you couple that with lax enforcement, the path of least resistance becomes very overt. You just you do what you want, when you want, how you want. <laughs> and if there's no one to slap your hand, I mean, you know, it's just human well, nature. And what I worry about, too, on top of all of this is the people who play by the rules are ultimately the ones who get punished. So you have the residents and the businesses who are – paying their taxes, doing their permits, parking in the way that they ought to be, making sure that their parties are handled the right way, uh, having functions the way they're supposed to be, and you're allowing people who aren't doing that to to infringe on them. And then it's almost the burden is on the people who are trying to be good neighbors, good residents, good businesses, who there have to a, bear the brunt of the bad actors, and then B, do the things necessary to beat back the lack of enforcement as well. And, you know, the interesting thing of the 100 block of North Carrollton, it, it's an iconic block, right? I mean, you have businesses there that have been there for 60 years, 70 years. I mean, I, I, look, it, 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 it's not to it's single one anyone the, out, and I, and I don't know, you no. know, who's complaining what, when, why, and how. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, it's just there's a draw there of people from outside of the city of New Orleans because you have iconic businesses there. With Look, within the last month, I've been to at least two of the businesses there myself. And for somebody who, who loves the entire city and realizes – 
the natural resources of the French Quarter, or the Warehouse District, the Garden District. Um, that's a sort of unique slice of New Orleans that if, if, if somebody is coming here and you're saying, well, where can I go a little bit off the beaten path and get away from the tourism that, that is old-time New Orleans, that would exactly be one of the first places I would tell them to go. And, and look, I, you want to be careful in, in all of this because we don't want to scare people away from that area or say it's unsafe all of the time. I think what we do want to do, though, is heighten the attention and make sure that they're getting what they're entitled to, which is uh, fair and equal and and safe enforcement for themselves and, and for the residents who live around there. Yeah. Joe, do you have a few more minutes to spend with us after a break? Sure. I want to talk about the most recent re- release of the OIG investigation relative to Wisner Trust funds and your thoughts there. We're visiting with Joe Geruso, New Orleans District A. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 